What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. I'm Dalton, here with co-host Adam, bringing you a week 14 recap. So each week, we recap the NFL week. We're now 14 weeks in, and the Chiefs are still losing. We don't expect that to go on. The, the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. I know Adam didn't expect that to happen being a, you know, an Eagles fan. So I feel like we have a lot to talk about, but you know, something that I don't think that we would have figured we could have talked about was the players of the week this week were both from New York. The quarterback, Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito, were the AFC and NFC players of the week. I, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on that because there's no way we would have ever guessed that to happen. It's impossible. But I, so, I'm, so going into it, I loved this past week. Uh, go back and listen to like the like the preview show. I said Zach Wilson was starting, and the Jets were going to pull off the upset against the Texans. Absolutely, I was confident. I knew I and I told you it was going to be a game similar to how Zach Wilson played against the Chiefs, and I and I think he played that good. Like he played really well, and so him being the player week doesn't surprise me because I was expecting one of them big games from him. Tommy DeVito, on the other hand, I don't think anybody's seen coming, and I'm gonna kind of branch off of what you're talking about right here for your question. So. Daniel Jones out for the rest of the year. Obviously, he'll be back next season, right? He'll be back. They might end up moving on, trying to get Drake, uh, Drake May or Jaden Daniels in the draft or whatever. But do you think Tommy DeVito has earned the opportunity to, to try to start somewhere else? Or do you think that it's like, listen, it's been one good game. It's been a good it's been a good story, but kind of calm it down a little bit. So I believe I'm right when I say this. The Giants have a winning record with Tommy DeVito because they, I mean, they had one win when he became the starter. So now they got five. And he has saved Brian Dable's job. So I think he should be the starter of the New York Giants next year is, is what I think. I understand they paid Daniel Jones all that money, but how bad was that? I mean, Daniel Jones was so bad that Brian Dable was looking like he was not going to be the coach next year. And hey, now look, I might be wrong, but Daniel Jones, it's either this season or next season they can get out of this contract for with no major hits. Yeah, they can. And the thing about it is, to me, I mean, if, if a guy saves your job, he's got to be in contention to be the starter next year. And And – the thing is, man, they're on, only – I mean, most teams are six and seven fighting for the wild card. They're five and eight. So, a miraculous, you know, four and oh the rest of the season, nine and eight, they probably get in the playoffs. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't think that will happen. They're going to lose somewhere along the line. But it, it is crazy to see the difference that they've made, and no one would have thought Tommy DeVito is doing what he's doing. I mean, he he led a, you know, a game-winning drive this week with not much time left on the clock, making good passes. So, I don't know. I mean, they beat the Packers, who had just beat Kansas City the week before now. Green Bay was, you know, at Lambeau Field. This week was in New York. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he definitely should at least have a shot to be the starting quarterback for the Giants at, at a minimum. Yeah, I got you, yeah. So so talking about Zach Wilson, the, the Texans, the Jets, kind of want your thoughts on that game. Um, We both said that Jets were going to win. I said I said I wanted Zach Wilson to flip off the coaches and, you know, throw a pick six. That, because, like, how he had been done was, was not right. And obviously Zach Wilson gives him the best chance to win. So I'm just, you know, curious. I guess your thoughts on it, because we both picked the Jets, but, you know, C.J. Schaub didn't even throw for 100 yards this game. So are you surprised by that or just a bad game? So I'm not surprised by that, because if you go back a few weeks ago, I told you – I don't remember who the Texans were about to play, but I told you I was worried that he was going to get his welcome to the NFL moment. You know, he's going to have one of them games that that he really struggled in, and it didn't happen. It happened right here, right? Every rookie quarterback – Hell, even Mahomes has had games like this this season. Every rookie quarterback runs through a game or a certain stretch where the game – just doesn't go their way. Yeah, it and seems like running dude, the Jets have one of the best defenses in football. Second That's the reason they've won five games this season. Yeah. It's because of that defense. So I'm not surprised that CJ Stroud having a bad game. I'm not surprised about Zach Wilson going crazy because like I said, I going into last week, I I expected it. But 
man, dude, it, it just it just sucks that they sat down Zach Wills in these last two weeks because they were both very winnable games. And if they if they win them games, they go from being five and eight now to being seven and six, and you're getting ready for Aaron Rodgers to come back. So now you're really you really need Zach Wilson to play hero ball to keep you in contention until Aaron Rodgers comes back. So nothing about this game really surprised me. It just sucks that CJ Stroud only mustered together six points. So a report came out that regardless of what happens, supposedly Zach Wilson's gone at the end of this year. I don't know if you've seen that report or not, but they've they've done told him in the front office, you know, hey, you're gone at the end of this year. Maybe maybe it's me. Um, maybe I'm wrong with this. I would I would have probably just looked at the organization and said, just bench me then. I mean, if, if I'm done, if I'm gone, I'm not get. I mean, I'm not going to give you guys a chance to make the playoffs and go on a hell of a run if if you've already made your mind up that I'm gone. When Aaron Rodgers, I mean, has said multiple times he wants Zach Wilson to learn behind him that he likes Zach Wilson that he believes in the kid. And I just I think since day one, New York's never honestly treated Zach Wilson right. They did. Well, you got to remember they they were upset that they. Like they won late in the like late in the year, like literally their last game, and they lost Trevor Lawrence. So T Law went one. They fell to two when they could have had T Law, and it just I feel like in New York he always felt like a consolation prize. Yeah, yeah. So I, so he was never given the proper opportunity. Granted, I also think teams fell in love with his arm at uh, his pro day where he made that crazy cross the body throw without pads on. And I, I think the NFL has got to stop putting that much stock into him because he's still never been the number two pick of the draft. Oh, he should Go back and watch his tape. He he really wasn't that like that crazy good. So he had these high expectations on him because of his pro day, you know, so he was never really going to be that guy, but he does deserve a chance somewhere. He's better than Kenny Pickett. For sure. Right. He's better than Desmond Ritter. He's, Right now, he's probably better than Baker Mayfield because ba- Baker's fallen off these last this last month. He's better than DTR. He's better than Joe Flacco. Like he deserves to start somewhere because there are quarterbacks worse than Zach Wilson. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I hate this situation for him. Yeah, yeah, it's bad, man. It's bad. So go go into what many believe will be the game of the week: uh, the Eagles and the Cow or yeah, Eagles and the Cowboys in Dallas. Dallas won another. You know performance by philadelphia I, I know you didn't expect i had dallas winning but i thought it would be close i thought dallas would just you know win at the end of the game i didn't expect it to be another bad performance from the philly offense you know just as a, i guess as an eagles fan are you concerned you know does dallas now win the division i mean if the eagles are a wild card team i feel bad for whoever they play you know probably the buccaneers they're going to be what i mean they're looking to be a 14 and 3 wild card team that's insane that's why winning your division shouldn't get you a top four seed but whatever yeah you know so there's a few ways to look at this. Every team has went through their rough stretch this season. The 49ers went through it earlier. They lost three games in a row, including one to the Vikings. You know, the Cowboys, the Cowboys went through their stretch where they couldn't beat any good teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like anytime they ran into it, like they they got destroyed by the by the uh by the Niners. They lost to the Cardinals. Like that's worse than anything the the Eagles have done all year. You know, so I'm not worried about it. The only like the thing is, with how good the Niners are playing, we're we're probably not going to get the one seed at this point, right? So at this point, let's lose, let's lose, let's get the five seed and go play Tampa Bay first round. Let let Dallas win the division. We we know how Dallas is in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Ain't nobody taking them serious. At this point, you're not getting a home game against the Niners, so I'm okay with it. The only thing that worries me is how bad our coverage has been, especially on running backs and tight ends. Dude, it's it's worrisome. Like we just brought Shaq Leonard in for that, and then Ferguson ends, ends up being the Cowboys' leading receiver. Yeah, like that's like that's my worry is we can't stop the pass, and if our pass rush isn't getting there, like we did in last year in the Super Bowl, we get absolutely shredded. 
So I think that's the most worrisome part because the offense can move the ball. Jalen Hurts wasn't bad. He was like 19 of 27. He only threw for like 190-some yards or something like that. But the run game is there. We just we just have to find a way to quit giving up these big plays. And as of right now, I, I don't see a way we're going to do that. Yeah, and that's, you know, so so then I guess to the next question from the game, because I, I agree with you with the Philly take. I mean, I'm not too worried about it. I do think – I think I've said this for like six or seven weeks. I thought the Niners were the best. The Niners are the best team in football. They're just complete, dude. They they dominate from the beginning of the game to the end. They don't have a weakness, you know. As, as average as some people, you know, do – I mean, like what Cam Newton says, and, and we can get to that, but, you know, he says, oh, Brock Purdy is a game manager, not a game winner. Well, I mean, he's winning games. I, I don't know what else to tell you. So, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is a star on every other team, but he's a star for that team at this point. So, I, I guess, though, for, for the Cowboys – do you think this win is big for them? Are they serious? Do you take them serious? I mean, I obviously, you know, there's not many contenders in the NFC besides the Eagles, the Niners, you know, the Cowboys maybe, the Lions maybe. You know, they've been shaky. We'll get to them. But, I mean, are, are the Cowboys for real? So, I think the Cowboys are serious, but I think they're about as for real as the Lions or the Dolphins are. I don't think they're – like, like we would both agree that they're good teams. We would also agree we don't see them going too far in the playoffs. You know, that's that's about where I got them at. The thing is, with the with the Eagles, the Eagles were unfortunate to have back-to-back games with teams who had that game circled on their schedule. For yeah. the Eagles, the Eagles going to it like it's just another week. The Cowboys, like, like you said last week, they were playing like it was their Super Bowl. The, yeah, like, they is. were playing like it was their championship. So I, I think the Eagles are just unfortunate enough to have two teams have them circled like that back-to-back. I agree. I, it doesn't really change my opinion. Right, and, and I agree with you. And, and th- so the next team that we're going to talk about – and it, it kind of leads right in, is Kansas City. And you talk about circles. So the Eagles and the Bills both had the Chiefs circled. Obviously, the Eagles won to beat them. Super Bowl rematch. And then the Bills, I mean, it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You know how bad Josh Allen wants to beat Mahomes every year. He can do it in the regular season. He just can't beat him in the playoffs. So so Kansas City, back-to-back games where teams had them circled on the calendar. And, and that's kind of what happened. Obviously, the Packers were in there. Didn't expect that to happen. But in the last few weeks, you know, they've had games where – they went in, and the team was not wanting to lose, and that's what happened this week. We both chose Buffalo to win the game. That's what happened. Now, in the game, which I guess we'll touch on it because everyone else has touched on it, I don't want to touch on it too much because I, I do like Patrick Mahomes. I, I enjoy watching him play. He's fun to watch. I know he was mad after the game, mad at the referees. I think what a lot of people are missing in the context, though, is not one time did Patrick Mahomes say that Kadarius Tony wasn't offsides. I mean, immediately after the game, he said, Kadarius was offsides. Was it was he two yards offsides? No, but was he offside? I get that. He said it just sucks that how many times has that happened and it doesn't get called, which it's a ton. I mean, it happened Dude, literally. Look, go through that one game. Go through that yeah. one game yeah. with Kadarius Tony. There's like nine plays he's lined up offsides, and it was that last one they called. Yeah. And then the very next play, the very next play after they threw the flag on Kadarius Tony, Von Miller was lined up offsides and not a single flag. Yeah. My pro- So I'm right there with Mahomes. My problem is the consistency with the call. Yeah, right? like, yeah listen, exactly. he was offsides. It was obvious he was offsides, and it yeah. should have been called. But if you're going to let the other nine go, you should probably let this one go. It, it felt like they dictated the, the game. And here's my one problem with Mahomes crying about it. Where was he at during the Super Bowl after that little small holding call was uh, was called when there was way more serious things not called throughout the game? Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, where okay. was Mahomes at? So it feels like I, like I get it. This is – 
they had one uh, a no call pass interference against the Packers. You know what I'm saying? Like this has happened to them numerous times throughout the season. So yeah, I man. get the frustration being there. But when it goes in your favor, I don't hear them complaining. But yeah. I get it because dude, this is the worst officiating I've ever seen across well, the NFL. There was a game this year, the Eagles Dolphins. The Eagles didn't have one penalty call. Yeah, it's wild. It's insane. You know, like it's the officiating has been terrible across the league for all 32 teams. And I feel like the frustration is just mounting. And like I said, if you're going to call the offsides on Kadarius Tony there, which you should have, which yeah, yeah, it's offsides. You should have called it the other times. Yeah, and then Monday night, Jalen Waddle lines up offsides like very early in the game, does not get called. It, It just don't get called. So the thing is, too, and, and what people are missing is in the after the game, when they when Mahomes was still pissed off, he said this is a league-wide concern. Every week we're talking about officiating. And he even said that, not just my games, in every game. And and what he said, it too, was about the Kadarius Tony play is that did not change the play. It's not like somebody got held or somebody got tackled or somebody got chopped blocked. That did not change what happened in that play. I mean, that was one of the best plays I've watched live. I mean, yeah, I was, was watching it. I was uh, out to eat actually with my mom. Uh, we were at uh, the the L House down here in Carolina, and we were watching. I was like, I was like, dude, that might be the, the like the greatest play I've ever seen. Yeah, for man. It to get called back. And my quote, like, so here's my here's my problem when the NF. Like, I understand why they don't blow the play dead when a defensive players offsides while they let them play through. Why do they not blow the the, the call like the play dead? When an offensive player's offsides. Yeah, they should that should but they're they, coming back regardless. Why are we not just just blowing it dead? Yeah, because what if I think they should blow it or blow it dead? Because what if Kelsey goes across the field and gets completely lasered and yeah. gets his and head? The play doesn't off. count. And, and yeah. it, it wouldn't even count. Yeah, I agree. And because I mean Mahomes is right when he said that's a play that they would have shown when Kelsey got inducted in the Hoth. I mean, that was by I mean, that's one of the three greatest plays I've watched live. I mean Yeah, it, and it, it it doesn't count. It's it's a shame. So yeah. they, they should have blown it dead or they 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 or they should have called the other nine. Yes, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, that, and that's and that's where I think I think that's what much like and and Tui said he said he asked all three officials on the field yeah. what why was it called? What he said he said he got no explanation from any of them. And and Andy Reid had said that, and it was crazy. So he's coached 24,751 plays. It's the first time he's ever had an offensive offsides called on a wide receiver. One, first time ever. 25,000 plays. He said, <laughs> he, he said anytime it's ever happened, they come to him and they say, hey, this guy line, is, is lining up in the neutral zone. I need you to tell him. All right, cool. It's always a warning. And now, is it still offsides? It, it is offsides. No no one has said – no one on the, on the Chiefs said it wasn't offsides. They just said when this has happened in the past, there's a warning, or it just it, you know it, why didn't they get called the other ten times, or you know why, how come last week our guy got tackled and it's just bad, man. And, and that's what me and you had this conversation a couple podcasts ago about officials causing this problem. And, and, and like this, I said, like I said before, and I will stand on this forever. The officials should have to face the media and answer for what they do. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying like, listen, and we've said it numerous times. We just keep repeating ourselves. It was not a bad call. Yeah, it's yeah. not a bad call. It's just the way they went about it and the consistency of it that's that's bad. Yeah, I I agree. And I think though, so so I I I've thought this out, and I think it's going to be. I think it's better it happened the way it did for Kansas City. If you want me to be honest, because they played bad. The, de- the defense has kept them in games, which is kind of why I haven't been worried when we've talked on these podcasts, because if the defense can continue to hold them to 20 points, I think the Chiefs will find ways to win. But the, the more the media talks and, and complains about Mahomes and this and that, crybaby, like, you're just giving them more and more reason, man. And Kelsey, more like they're going to figure it out. 
And I think I think it ha- I think it's the best thing that could have happened to him because them winning, yeah, you know, good. They needed to win, but I don't think you. I think it's it's like LeBron. You don't need to give the guy added motivation and and give him a home's added motivation. He don't need it. He, he wins anyway. You know what I mean? I think I think it's better for them because now I mean, the, you know, you feel like the officials are against you, the media is against you. You know, I, I wish he would have handled the situation with Josh Allen a little better. Which he came out, apologized, said that he called him immediately after. And and Josh Allen even said, "Listen, he's a competitor." I, you know, I mean, dude, Josh Allen at the podium after the game said, "I've never seen that call." He yeah. even said it. He said, "I'm glad we won, but I've never seen that call." He said, "So I understand why he's mad." So it, you know, people that you know just don't understand why Mahomes is mad don't get the situation. If that makes sense, because it yeah. wasn't. It is what it is, man. Anyways, I, I guess you know to to give Buffalo a little love, they did win. You know, they're trying to you know compete for that last playoff spot. I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, they turn it around. The offense looks better, but I'm just I'm worried about Sean McDermott, man. I don't, I don't I'm not a believer in in Sean McDermott in, in any way. So talk, talking about a playoff team, the the Detroit Lions, and I'll give you credit, you called it, man. You called the Chicago Bear upset. What do, what do you think? Are the Bears gonna make a crazy run in the, the season, or they just or or is it? Hey, they played Detroit and they just have Detroit's number. So the crazy thing is, if you and I I know we might get there later, but there's what five teams in the NFC fighting for that last spot. Allen in five games, the the uh, Chicago Bears are one game behind them all. So yeah. they're right there. And the Bears did this last season. Yeah. Right? Like the last few games, they turned they turned it on. Justin Fields has looked great since he came back from injury. And he's given his team a little bit of life. I will not be surprised if this Bears team going into week 18 is in the playoff hunt. Like they play the Browns next week. Depending on what the offense looks like for the Bears – that's or for the Browns. That's a somewhat winnable game. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because of that defense. But then they have the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers. We can all agree all three of them are winnable games. So so and hear me out too. So the Falcons and the Packers are fighting for the last spot. Yeah. You you win those games. two games. You give them that's two L's that you give out. Yeah. That help you. And and then you have uh, over the Falcons, you have the tiebreaker because you beat them. And then the Bears and the Packers. I, I think the Packers beat them earlier in the year. I can't. I can't remember. I think the Packers beat the Bears. But if I'm wrong, and the, and the Bears, if the Bears will beat them twice, no, the Packers beat them thirty. So I thought, yeah. So, but you need to win here. So then it, it kind of goes to a, another tiebreaker. So yeah, I mean, hey, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm a Browns fan. I'm. I'm going to choose the Browns to beat the Bears this week. But let's say the Bears win. They have a hell of a shot to make a crazy run. There's there. a chance. Like there's a chance they finish the season nine and eight. I think it's a better chance to go eight and nine because I don't really see them beating the Browns. If right. they beat the Browns, get ready for them to run the gauntlet and get ready for some noise from the Chicago Bears because Justin Fields is out here playing for his life, right? Like he's out here, he's trying to show either one, he's a quarterback for the Chicago Bears because right now they have the number one pick and they can easily use that for Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever they prefer. He's out, or or he's out here showing, hey, Pittsburgh, you need a quarterback. Atlanta, hey, Atlanta you need a quarterback. Tennessee, you need a quarterback. Minnesota. Like, Minnesota, like, there's so many teams that need a quarterback that now all of a sudden you're out here auditioning for them as well. So even if you don't win, like, even if you're not the Bears starting quarterback next year, you're going to start somewhere, and this is your opportunity to prove that. So I think the the Bears are going to be a fun team going down the stretch. So, and I I, I hope they go 4-0 because it it makes even more uh, turmoil with with the franchise. Do, do Do we draft? Do we keep what? What do we do? do I we mean, trade down and get more more assets and try to build up the offensive line and the defensive line. Yeah, I mean it, it does because I mean trading that first pick to some because somebody is going to give you a haul for for Caleb Williams. You know it's going to happen. But I I mean 
if I'm Chicago, I'm probably taking Caleb. But I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, if he goes four and zero, gets you in the playoffs, it's hey, kind of hard to argue with it. Hey, then he somehow upsets, wins a playoff game. I mean, the Cowboys probably be the two seed, probably could beat them. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just saying, it's it's crazy to see. I mean, I, I would think the Cowboys would be the best, but I'm just saying, what if he goes on this crazy run, man? It, it this is what makes sports fun, and it makes it fun to talk about because. It's all hypothetical, uh, but it's something that w- would be cool to see, especially where Justin Fields was at, you know, half, you know, five. Yeah, look, dude, we're over here talking about there's a chance they go nine and eight. There is just as good of a chance they go five and 12. Yeah, for sure. And then they take, you know, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Which, which but I don't, but yeah, but I, I don't want it to be five and 12 and obvious. I want it to be nine and eight and headache. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that makes it fun, man. So let's talk about the Lions just, just briefly because, you know, you did, you chose the Bears. I did choose the Lions, but I said, hey, the Bears win here, you're probably right. And, and that's what happened. Are, are you worried about the Lions? I, I'm going to say this. I don't think they could win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback. That's my concern. Yeah, so going into the year, I said I thought Jared Goff might be in the MVP conversation. And let's be honest, this offense has not lived up to the expectations. I think there's multiple reasons for that. One, they don't know who the running back is, yeah. right? Two, there's been no – outside of Amon Ra, right, on, in the receiving court, Jameis Williams has been terrible. He has a ton of drops. You know, last game, I think he had one target and then he had one carry for like negative four yards. Jamison Williams was supposed to be that big boom guy and he just hasn't been it. Um, was it Chase Reynolds or Josh Reynolds? Josh, yeah, yeah. Both Reynolds, both because I know they had Chase too. Um, they just haven't been studs. So I think the I think the offense is a little bit easier to shut down because you don't have Jameer Gibbs out here getting touches. I think Jameer Gibbs would make this team this offense a lot more explosive because we were supposed to see him lining up in the slot. We were, he was supposed to never leave the field and we don't see him getting them catches like that. So teams are just able to hone in on Amon Ra. I mean, granted Sam Laporte has been fantastic. Thank God for this team. Yes. But the offense is, the offense is somewhat easy to shut down compared to what it was last year's because they don't have the big playmakers. Last year they had DeAndre Swift at running back. And then they had the, like they had the formula worked out last year where Swift was RB1, but Jamal Williams was a power back. That's how this, this should be working, but it's not. And so I think explosiveness, it's just, I don't know. I think, and I think, the, I think the problem is so, so DeAndre Swift had a good year in Philly, but Philly's offensive line is also, you know, very good. The holes are there. I'm not. I'm not taking away from DeAndre Swift, but we we both know how good the offensive line is in Philly. But I think that Dan Campbell and the Lions know that Jameer Gibbs is much better than David Montgomery. And I'm not not knocking David Montgomery. He's had a good year, but Jameer Gibbs is top ten running back in the league to me right now. I would take him over most running backs in the league. And I think that's their problem is that he is so much better. And they have that problem because they don't want to just kick David Montgomery gone. But Jameer Gibbs can make plays out of the backfield, out of the slot. He can catch. He can run. He's quicker. He's faster. He's more elusive. And that's what that offense needs. They don't need a ground and pound. They need playmakers, man. And that's what Jameer Gibbs is. And I, he just – you got to get him the ball because he can make plays, man. And and listen, when you get to the three-yard line, hand the damn ball off to David Montgomery. I don't – I mean, make it simple. Look, when you get the obvious, like – like second and ones, put Montgomery in, put Jameer Gibbs in the slot, and then do one of them options. Either you hand the ball off or you keep it and you do a little one-yard screen pass to Jameer Gibbs. There's so much you could do with this, and they're just yeah. not they're just not doing it, so there's no explosiveness on this offense. Right, and what happened this week is, with, so they would have Dave Montgomery in. He'd run for two yards on first down, run for two yards in second down. Well, guess what Chicago did on third down? They just all-out blitz. You better make a quick decision. Jared Goff making quick decisions is usually not a good decision, and that's what happened. Instead, if on first down, you know, you don't – because with David Montgomery, man, you don't run halfback stretches. You run it up the middle because he's not quick. He's not busting the outside. You know what I mean? But with Jameer Gibbs, you can run a halfback toss because he can beat the DN off the line. So 
I don't know. I think they're just overthinking it. But but I don't I don't see Detroit making a huge run. If you if you want me to be honest, I think Detroit could do what Minnesota did last year. I think they could get the three seed and, and lose in the first round of the playoffs. I, you know, I think that's what they will do. Yeah. And listen, here's gonna be a fun thing, and this is more of an off season talk, but I think Jerry Goff's gone after this year. I do too. Another team like the Bucks will go out and get them because Hendon Hooker is going to step in, and you're going to see this offense take off. Yeah, you're going to see you're going to see James Williams with the big sixty yard catches and stuff because Hendon, Hendon Hooker has the arm for it. And that offense, that offense needs a quarterback that can get out of the pocket. I mean, mm-hmm. he it's not it's not that they need a runner. I'm not saying go get Justin Fields, but he cannot get out of the pocket. It's yeah, just, go get like like I, I'm not comparing them, but go get like someone you know similar to like Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, right. for sure. Who yeah. who can do, who can get out, extend plays, kind of keep things uh, moving? Like to your point, you don't need anything, right? Even Dak can get out of the pocket and extend plays. Yeah, Dak. Yeah, it's a perfect. Yeah, that's all they need, man. And so, yeah. like when the pocket collapses, you can get out, and he can't get out. And you know, I, I think that's a problem. So, uh, another team that lost this week, one that we didn't see coming. I definitely didn't. I mean, I, I don't think we picked it. We didn't pick it. I actually, I said this is two easy Monday night football games. We were wrong on both. Hey, the Giants keep rolling. I, I don't you know, I don't have much on that. We we can talk if need be. But the Miami Dolphins. So the Dolphins are exactly what we thought they were. They are the AFC version of the Lions. Yeah, they the are. Offense is good. They're easy to shut down because all you gotta do is take Tyreek Hill out. Tyreek Hill got injured and that whole team just come to a complete halt. So so can so real quick, I and I don't want to talk about it too much. I I don't, I promise. But when we made our rankings early in the year with quarterbacks, you remember I said I'm not a two a hater. I'm just worried of what he could do. Without Tyreek Hill, and man, we like what, what? What was he out a quarter? And it was bad. It was like the offense had no idea what to do. So once again, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I've gave Tua what I think he deserves. I'm not saying he's a bottom ten quarterback, but to me, he's not top ten. And this is why I think Tyreek just makes you know his life very, very easy. But I mean, so so where are you at with him? I mean, the the only wins they have this year are against teams. Below 500. They have not beat a team with a winning record. So I'm still on the on the Tua train. I still think he's a top 10 quarterback. I think there's multiple reasons for that. I think, one, the quarterback play this year has been atrocious. That's right? true. I would agree with you on that, yeah. It's, it's been terrible. And he has put up good numbers against good defenses, you know, like against the Patriots. They put up 31. Against um against the Jets. Where is it at? I've just seen it. Against the Jets, they put up 34. Against yeah. the Broncos, of course, they put up 70. Like, they've put up good, like a good amount of points against good defenses. But I think when teams focus in on Tyreek, I, I think the problem is I don't think the offensive line is good. And then I also think they have the same problem that we just talked about the Lions having. A-Chan is way – it's better than Mostert. I don't care what anybody says. I know Raheem Mostert leads the league in touchdowns. I don't care. I don't care. This past week – uh, A-10 average almost two two more yards per carry. He just got 14 carries less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what happens. Yeah. Like you're more explosive, like you're more explosive players not on the field because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Like, dude, I'm sorry, Raheem Mostert having 21 carries for 96 yards with two touchdowns attached to it's not that impressive. I'm sorry. It's just not. And when A-10 is way more explosive, you could add another explosive playmaker in there that way dudes like teams can't just hone in on Tyreek Hill. But instead you're just letting them focus in on Tyreek and it's and you can see it. You can see yeah. it. No, yeah. And so I you know, I'm not. I'm not been big on Miami all year. This definitely didn't help. Uh, I I don't see them going far in the playoffs. They kind of. So it, it it's funny because Kansas City loses. They go to eight and five, and you're like, man, there's no way that they can get the one seed now. Well, then you look at Kansas City's schedule. The next four games are are all should be four wins. I mean, they shouldn't lose to any of these next four teams. 
Now, the, the crazy part is you've got the Dolphins at 9-4 and, and the Ravens at 10-3. and three. Well, the Ravens got to play San Francisco, which I'm, I'm going to say is a loss. Dude, that's going to be a fun one. It is going to be fun. And then it's, they got to play Miami. Well, Miami needs to win because Miami needs to get in. Well, Miami plays Dallas. They also play Buffalo. Well, guess what? Buffalo needs to win to get in. Kansas City holds a tiebreaker over Baltimore and Miami. If you do the, if, if San Francisco beats Baltimore and then Miami beats Baltimore, but then Dallas beats Miami, Kansas City's back at the one seat. And, and if you're the Ravens and you're the Dolphins, you do not need that to happen. I mean, yeah, you do not want to go to the era. You need Mike McDaniel and uh, Harbaugh to call each other and say, hey, whatever needs to happen this week, one of us will win on purpose so that dude does not get home field advantage. Because I don't care how bad the offense is, you do not want to give them an AFC championship game at Arrowhead. You just don't want to do it. Yeah. And, and they've left it wide and open. And look, you also forgot to mention that the Dolphins also play the Jets, whose defense looks really good, and Zach Wilson's on a revenge tour. So yeah. you just lost to the Titans, who are nowhere near as good as the Jets. You know, the thing going down the stretch is – and I think Baltimore plays Pittsburgh one more time, if I'm not not wrong. And Mike Tomlin always beats hardball. It's just – it's just I'm just – it's crazy because you would think, hey, they're 8-5, they don't have a shot. But it, it – it's kind of like, man, you don't don't lose a game you're supposed to win because it's it's kind of just right back there. So before we make our Thursday night prediction uh, on, on a game that's probably not going to be too fun, I want to get a prediction on the seven seed in both conferences. So in the AFC, there are multiple teams at seven and six: the Steelers, the Colts, the Texans, the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Bills. There's two spots in the wild card race. Who do you think get those spots? Who who get those last two spots out of those teams I just named? Dude, really, I'm not. I'm really not sure. But right now, I'm gonna say I think Cincinnati and Buffalo get in. Jake Browning, I told you this past week. Jake Browning hype is is for real. The train is for real. It is for real. So it, and he has the weapons around him to make his life a little bit easier, and they can run the ball. And then Buffalo, Buffalo is starting to come, they're starting to come together. This is the Buffalo that we thought we were going to get going into the season. They're they're winning tough games. They're winning close games. Josh Allen is actually producing and he's he's not even needing Stephon Diggs to do it. No, 24 yards last week. Yeah. So so it's nice to see that that they're able to win and he doesn't have to rely heavily on Stephon Diggs. So I'm taking I think Cincinnati and Buffalo get in. The Steelers are reeling right now. The Colts, I do I I've never I haven't been on that train all year. Right. I I know they're seven and six. I don't care. CJ Stroud just got in I I, I don't say injured. He got hurt. Right? Is he going to be healthy going into it? What's his mindset going to be coming off his worst game as a professional? And Denver, we both – neither one of us have really been too big on Denver this year, even though they have gotten hot. They'd be my third team to get in would be Denver. Yeah, so it, it's 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 tough because I agree with you with Buffalo. And I'm going to go – I'm going to take Buffalo for the reasons you did, but I'm going to add one. He's the best quarterback out of all of them left. So he's, gonna, he's going to – he would be the one I would bet to get in. Now – I think the Bengals have a shot. The, the Bengals do have to play Cleveland and Kansas City left, so that's kind of worrisome because Cleveland could win the game. Kansas City should win the game. Um, they should. I'm not saying they will, but so that's the only worrisome. I don't think that I'm not. No, Steelers suck. The Colts, I, they're going to fall off. And then and then it comes down to Broncos and Texans. I'm I'm worried about C.J. Stroud and the Texans kind of having a you know a, a fall off and and losing a few games. Their schedule is easy though. They play the Titans twice. They can win those two games, but. Who knows if Will Levis plays like he did against Miami? Maybe they don't. So I don't want to be the guy and agree with you because I know people want us to be different. But I'm going to go Bengals, and I'm going to go Bills. I'm just worried. I'm more confident in the Bills pick just because the Bengals do have two yeah. games I think are losable. But Jake Browning looks looks for real, man, and I'm not going to take that from him at all. So to do the same thing, 
in the NFC, there are multiple teams that are six and seven, and that means there would be one playoff spot left, which is the seventh seed. Uh, the Vikings are seven and six at the sixth seed, so we are going to leave them out if anybody wonders why we don't mention them. So those teams are the Packers, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Saints. And then you've got the Bears and the Giants at five and eight. Do, do need a little bit of work uh, by themselves plus help from other teams. Who do you think right now gets the seventh seed? So to our point earlier, I really hope it's the Bears. But realistically, I think it's the Seahawks. In my opinion, they have the best like the best overall team out of all the teams that, that were mentioned. Uh, the Rams were the close second with how good that offense can be now. They got Karen Williams back. But the Seahawks, they're like they're running into the Eagles, and they're the Seahawks are playing at home in that game. So that's a winnable game. The Eagles have been reeling, so that's that, that's a winnable game. But then they play the Titans, the Steelers, and Cardinals. Realistically, they should win them games. So I'm taking the Seahawks because they have the better team out of every team that was listed, but they also realistically should go at least three and one over these next four. Yeah. So right now, uh, the Rams hold the tiebreaker over the Seahawks because they beat them twice. So with that said, I'm gonna take the Rams. Uh, the reason I'm going to take the Rams is because they got the Commanders at home this week. I think that's a win. And then they play Thursday night football against New Orleans. I believe that's a win. Then they follow up with at New York Giants. I'm going to say that's a win. Now, Tommy DeVito, are you going for another player of the week? Who knows? But I think those are three wins, which would put them at 9-7. and seven. They end the season at San Francisco. What they need to happen is the Eagles to lose a game, the Cowboys to lose a game, and the Niners not have to worry about playing the last week. Because if, they, if they've locked up the one seed, there's no reason to play podium CMC. We, there's no reason to get those guys injured, right? That's best-case scenario. They, they could just beat the backup with the 49ers, maybe. Who knows? The Niners are probably good backups, too. I mean, that's what party is. But anyhow, I, that's what I'm going to roll with because I think the Rams win the next three games. The fourth game is a hopeful that the Niners have already clinched it and don't have to play. Even if they lose that game, they should be okay, depending on what happens. But I'm going to go Rams, but I think I think Seattle's a good choice. I mean, their roster is built uh, as a playoff team, plus Pete Carroll's a playoff coach. So I think I think that's one thing they have going for them. So for this, <clears throat> the Thursday night game, we got the Raiders at the Chargers. Aiden O'Connell's back up going, you know, now. Uh, and then we've got Easton Stick because Justin Herbert is out for the season. I'm, I'm going to say this. I think if – if the Chargers were in contention, I think Justin Herbert would be playing with a you know fractured index finger. But there's no, there's there's no possibility of them making the playoffs. It's smart, Brandon Staley. I don't know how you still have a job. He shouldn't have a job. Keenan Allen's out. I don't know if you've seen that or not. He's not playing either. So it's just bad for the Chargers. But then you got the Raiders who scored zero points at home on this past Sunday. So it's not a game I'm very interested in. But as always, we give a prediction for the Thursday game. So I'm just curious. Uh, do we get another three zero game here? God, I hope not, especially on primetime. It's only game one. You know, at least whenever they lost 3 nothing against the Vikings, we had other stuff to watch. We probably didn't watch any of that game. I know uh, I did Zero. Right? I had no interest in it. So, I don't believe it's going to be a 3 nothing just because what's the odds of that happening again? It's probably going to be like 10-7. to 7. I think the Raiders will win this game just because of all the players that are hurt for the Chargers. And, God, dude, we say this every show. Just fire Brandon Staley already. Yeah, so any anyone – out there uh who's, who might think why did they why do they not cover the charges the last couple of weeks because we covered them so much and all we said was fire brandon staley and it didn't happen and i was tired of saying it. so that's why if you're a chargers fan and we haven't covered your team it's because the only coverage you need is your coach needs fired with that being said give me the raiders to win this thursday <laughs> yeah so look as always we hope you guys enjoyed this show be on the lookout for more content the next episode will be our uh week 15 prediction show the week after that or like the episode after that we're actually going to do a redraft of the top 10 picks 
maybe a little bit more, but the top 10 picks from this past season, see if CJ Stroud would be number one or see if it would still be Bryce Young, see if anything would change, you know, with hindsight always being 2020. As always, you can follow me on everything Real AJ4. You can follow Dalton on everything Dalton King K1. You can follow our uh, Facebook page, The Cheap Seats. You can follow our TikTok page, The Cheap Seats Podcast, and we're out. <laughs>